Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Work by four Native designers just made it onto one of the biggest platforms in the fashion world. A new collection by musician Pharrell Williams for Louis Vuitton hit the Men's Fashion Week stage in Paris in January. The Western theme included a Native drum group with Native fashion fans among the celebrities and fashion moguls. We'll hear about the event and how it fits in with the struggle to get Native representation in the world of high fashion. That conversation starts after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. Following her recent address to state lawmakers, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is facing repercussions for her rhetoric relating to the state's reservations. In response, Native leaders are questioning the intent of her speech. South Dakota Public Broadcasting's C.J. Keene has more. Governor Noem says the influx of migrants across the southern border is making every state in the United States a, quote, border state. She says the state stands ready to send razor wire and National Guard troops to help Texas with the crisis. Noma alleges cartel affiliates, including a group known as the Ghost Dancers, are hiding in South Dakota's reservations. The fact of the matter is, is that for years we've known that these gangs and this violence is there, and people don't talk about it, but it needs to be a truthful conversation on what can we do to work together better to make sure that people are safe and that we really do have law and order. Ghost Dancers are a support group of the Bandito Motorcycle Club, but some took issue with the use of the group in the speech, including both Oglala Sioux Tribe President Frank Starr comes out and Pine Ridge Democratic State Representative Puri Poyer. Poyer says Nome is using the issues faced by the tribe as a platform for national political ambitions. Are we trying to deal with it? Absolutely. Are we under-resourced? Absolutely. I wish that was a part of her speech. Not gangs and cartels and ghost dancers. Create a big boogeyman that doesn't exist. We have real issues. We have economic development issues. But to go this far on this platform is disrespectful. Some political observers see Noam as a strong potential vice presidential pick for the 2024 Trump campaign. Noam did meet with Poirier following the speech and says she is interested in improving the relationship between state government and the tribes. In a statement, President Starr comes out says Noam's speech is an effort to frame the situation at the border as a Republican crisis to re-elect former President Donald Trump. Starr comes out calls for a bipartisan solution. As a result, Starr comes out formally banned Noam from the Pine Ridge Reservation. This is the second time Noam has been barred by the tribe. She was banned in 2019 for pushing a legislative package to aid the Keystone XL oil pipeline's development. That was CJ Keene reporting. An inquest into Canada's deadliest stabbing incident in 2022 is over and 29 recommendations have been put forward. Miles Sanderson killed 11 people in the James Smith Cree Nation, leaving the community in shock. More from Dan Karpinchuk. The 29 recommendations include better access to addictions and cultural programming in prisons, reforms to how inmates are allowed on supervised release, and having those with a history of domestic violence given a higher priority for arrest when it comes to breaking release conditions. Miles Sanderson was in breach of his parole conditions at the time. Chelsea Stonestand speaks for the Burns family, which lost six members. It's not perfect recommendations, but it's practical. At the end of the day, 
I think there's comfort in this inquest and the recommendations that are going to be implemented. The inquest was also told that inmates who receive psychiatric care in federal prisons are released with a week's worth of medication and then left to find their own doctor. Sanderson had been taking medications for ADHD while in prison. There were also recommendations for the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for more engagement with parole officers, more officers in some locations, and better communications with First Nations leaders. Rhonda Blackmore is the commanding officer for the RCMP in Saskatchewan. I think because there is a lot of positivity that can come out of those recommendations, uh, that we will work very hard to address those recommendations and, uh, and do what we can to, uh, to implement. Some First Nations leaders say the challenge now will be to make sure that affected agencies will act on the recommendations, which are non-binding. Some of those leaders have also called for a national inquiry into the killings. For National Native News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by BNSF Railway, proudly supporting the nation's economy by moving the goods that feed, supply, and power communities across the country. More at bnsf.com slash tribal relations. Support for law and justice-related programming provided by Hobbs, Strauss, Dean & Walker, LLP, a national law firm dedicated to promoting and defending tribal rights for over 40 years. More information available at HobbsStrauss.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Four Native designers added their individual touches to musician and designer Pharrell Williams' new fashion collection for Louis Vuitton just presented in Paris. Williams' collection featured recognizable Western themes, but his longtime collaboration with DJ Two Bears, a member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, included Native images and models, as well as a powwow musical backdrop at the Men's Fashion Week. Collaboration with Native designers is a big step for a major fashion company and designer, both of which have been called out for cultural appropriation in the past. As is typical with Louis Vuitton, the collection aims at a luxury clientele. We'll talk with DJ Two Bears and others about what this means for Native representation in high fashion. You can join us by sharing your take on this latest collection by Pharrell Williams. Our number is 1-800-996-2848. Studio line is now open. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. DJ Two Bears is speaking with us now from Bismarck, North Dakota. He is a creative director who is Hidatsa and Dakota enrolled with the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. Hi, DJ. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. And also joining us from Bismarck today is Lauren Goodday. She is a traditional arts designer and is Mandan, Hidatsa, Blackfeet, and Plains Cree. Hello, Lauren. You've been here before. Welcome back to NAC. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Good to have you. DJ, let's start. Uh, first off, give us the narrative leading up to the new collection. What all happened before any of the cutting and the sewing started and uh, before that fantastic show that uh, occurred on January 16th. 
Hello, good day, relatives. This is uh, DJ Two Bears. Uh, I'd like to thank, you know, NAC here for allowing us to, you know, be a part of the show. And, um, you know, I've listened to the show since I was young, super a fan of it, great information. I love it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've worked with Pharrell Williams for multiple different years. We worked on, you know, different collaborations with music, um, you know, multiple different things. Um, his, one of his first collaborations he's got was with Adidas in 2014. Um, and so we kind of worked on some creative direction for, you know, what his line looks like then. So, um, you know, Pharrell Williams, you know, isn't, you know, uh, a person who is, you know, um, um, no stranger to Indian country. So he has visited, you know, powwows in Indian country. And he participated in different parts of all different parts of our cultural activities here in the Midwest. So he's, you know, came out here a lot of times and, you know, visited Native American country and paid his respects and things like that as well. So, um, but, you know, the, the project was a, a long project, <laughs> um, you know, so obviously I work for Pharrell Williams in a multi-different, you know, different capacities and with music, fashion, art, you know, foundations, all these different things. I work with him on so many different things, but, you know, the project for the Louis Vuitton show um, as a lot of people now know that Pharrell Williams is the new men's house creative director for Louis Vuitton. And he was actually appointed that position um, February 14th. So it's basically almost been a year ago since he's been appointed that position. And he now has, you know, this is his third collection. He is now working on his fourth collection. Um, so within this third collection, you know, he brought it back to the United States um, with a Western theme, which ultimately the Western concept was bringing it back to, you know, the United States Native American country here. Um, so it all started with, you know, a phone call from him and um, the team that I work with, with Pharrell. And they're like, hey, DJ, we need to, you know, it's time. We want to make sure we get some great representation here from, you know, Indian country. So it started off with getting some models. So, you know, me and my um, creative assistant, Cade, who does an amazing job, by the way, has worked so hard for me. I'm so thankful for him. Um, you know, we start, you know, casting and looking around for different models here in Indian country. We wanted to make sure that we had, you know, good representation from, you know, people from, you know, the native communities, the reservations, and people who are deep in depth and grassroots and things like that. We really want to make sure we're getting noticeable people from those, you know, representative or representing those types of communities um, because we don't have, you know, sometimes they don't have the access to, you know, certain things like this when they inspire to be models or different things like that. So what I did was we worked super hard for a couple of months, you know, getting, you know, casting a bunch of Native American models. And then he calls again. He was like, hey, DJ, he's just like, we are working on some music. And um, I was just like, amazing. I was just like, let's, let's figure out what the music would sound like for the show. And so I reached out to my, you know, good brother, Lakota Hokey Claremont, who's the lead singer of The Boys, you know, very well-known drum group. And I was like, hey, bro, can you, you know, give me some songs and create some songs specifically for the show? And we're going to figure out which one lives within the show. And so he made three beautiful songs, you know, created by him. And um, and it was such a such a blessing to get those songs and that blessing from, you know, his drum group to to put that music on the track. Mm -hmm. And so we recorded them and it led into, you know, a, a track that, you know, that is, is, is going to be, it's called Saturday night live. Um, and so after we were done with that track 
And then another three days later, he calls like, hey, we have a song with Mumford and Sons. So um, can you possibly get some native singers to, you know, lay over some vocals and the lyrics for the hook on this track? I was like, of course. So, of course, I was calling last minute, you know, getting some guys into the studio that we have here in Bismarck in Makoche Studios and my studios upstairs above Makoche Studios. Um, so we, we laid down the track for Mount Prince Song, and those two tracks were the very first, you know, tracks that were on the runway show. So you can hear, you know, the drum right. beat, the, the overlay of all that stuff. So I'm sorry I'm very long-winded. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, this is very, good very information. Sorry. And then well, it laid into, yeah. Well, I, then it okay, gets so, into the fashion part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fashion, so, okay, now the video of the show, it's available online, and it's just, it's off the hook, DJ. I mean, it really is. You've got these Western themes. You've got these models and these really, really cool uh, Western-themed outfits, and there's a drum group. It looks, I think that's the Black Hills. Is it the Black Hills that scape in the background uh on the walls um, they have different um I, I that one isn't the black hills but okay. they have different um you know backdrops of western you know west i shouldn't say western i want to say the united states um you know different themes and different backgrounds from the united states so it kind of takes you on this amazing All journey right. Right? okay so, so even that within the, the visuals itself was cre- created from like almost like what it would look like back then up until now, you know, all that stuff. So, but that, that isn't the Black Hills though. Okay. Well, my bad, but at any rate, it is really cool. And I really like that rectangular intersecting runway that you used and and the models are just kind of going different directions. It just, and honestly, like it was so alive, like just looking at the models and it, to me, it was like, well, what's next? I didn't want it to end. I thought, is this going to like turn into a movie or something? Because there's so much character. There's like so much theme and there's so much of a story behind it in addition to just the styles and the fashion. I mean, you guys just did a great job. Now, was that what you and Pharrell envisioned, like this full narrative uh, on display like that? Yeah. So, you know, me and Pharrell, you know, we're very close and we think about, you know, different themes and different things that we would love to do in the future for future projects. And so we're like, wouldn't it be amazing, you know, if we were to curate a production thing like this, you know, so like, and it all played, you know, hand in hand. It was so great. You know what I mean? So we were trying to take you on a journey from what, you know, um, that, you know, what the United States used to be. And, you know, Pharrell Williams and everyone's well aware of that this was native land first. So it's just like, well, if we're going to go back to the United States, we've got to go back to the roots of things, which is the indigenous and Native American people who were a part of this land, right? And so, um, and that was some of the things like, what, it, what would it look like back then until now? So the whole backdrop and everything kind of curates how that would look, you know, the traditional elements of Mother Earth and the earth tones and all that beautiful thing. So, yes. DJ, tell us more about the Native models who are featured in the show. Yeah, so we had um, three different Native models that were in the show. One is from Wisconsin, another one is from um, Seminole, and the other one is from Rosebud, so Gunnar Krogman. So Gunnar was actually, you know, one of the a model for the show as well, but he was also one of the singers, and we all know Gunnar as, you know, being an amazing R&B singer. So he kind of played multiple different roles within the show. You know, he, you know, helps sing with the power singers, and he goes into the track with the Mumford and Sons, so he performs with them, but he was also a part of the modeling show, so he was running from different departments throughout the show, and he did an amazing job, and, you know, hats off to him because, you know, he worked so hard and stayed consistent within the industry and trying to help, you know, 
build a platform and a name for Native American people in, you know, for himself and his community. But so the models was, you know, it was a very, very tough selection. Um, I was, you know, very, very, you know, new to understanding how runway works as well. You know, I had, you know, people tell me I'm around people who understand it, but it's just understanding like, you know, it's more about the clothes than anything, meaning like, you know, you have to have the right height, the right body frame, the right walk, the right everything to make sure this collection, you know, fits well on to the models. So, but I'm so happy that Pharrell Williams, you know, selected, uh, it wasn't so much Pharrell, it was, you know, a group of people, you know, there's so many different departments. So just so happy for, you know, them to be a part of that. And um, they did amazing, by the way. It was like, yeah, it was a moment of joy for me. <laughs> well, we're going to talk more about the designs, the actual native designs that are featured. And DJ, that's not exactly, that's not your work, right? You were brought in really to focus on on the production and the stage presence and the theme, not so much the designs, right? Yes, yes. And so, um, so you know, this whole timeline was, you know, crazy and everything moves so fast. So we, you know, after we finished the songs, um, you know, Pharrell's like, yo, I'm coming back to you, DJ. We might need to, we might want to put some pieces in the show. And so he's just like, what would it look like if you were to do two handmade, you know, one handmade bag and one handmade blanket? And, you know, I'm a Powell person. I grew up on the Powell world. You know, I did my own, um, you know, designs and stuff like that. All right, we're going to have to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to learn more about these designs. We're going to speak with Laurel Goodday, as well as another designer who was part of the show, Louis Vuitton in Paris just last month. Give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. The future for some 50 million acres of land in Alaska is at stake, with a consortium of Alaska Native tribes and organizations weighing in. We'll get an update from tribal officials who have a vision for the land. That's on the next Native America Calling. Support by Archaeology Southwest. Did you know almost all major archaeological sites in the Southwest have been looted or vandalized? Looting and vandalism impact indigenous people, past, present, and future. Every day, countless Native American cultural items are lost or damaged forever through looting and vandalism. Federal and tribal laws protect archaeological resources. More information about ending archaeological resource crime and how to submit a tip at savehistory.org and on social media at Save History. You are listening to Native America Calling. We're talking with Native creatives whose designs made it into the Western-themed Men's Fall Winter 2024 collection by Pharrell Williams for Louis Vuitton. If you're a fashionista or perhaps a designer yourself, what did you think about the new collection? And in a larger context, what interests you most about Native design on the high fashion stage? Give us a call. Let us know. We're at 1-800-996-2848. one 800 Let's hear now from a designer who worked on the Louis Vuitton project, Danet artist Kendra Redhouse. I spoke with Kendra earlier about collaborating with other Native designers on such a high-profile fashion line. My part, my part in the and the in the garment that was in the collection was putting putting together the blanket, like sewing and constructing 
um, the designs, and Laura and I, we definitely, like, worked hard. And it was a challenge because it's something, um, for me, I was out of my element, so constructing this from start to finish was was definitely in a project that, you know, it I had a, I had a great time making with. Now, Kendra, when you come in like this and you're cutting out designs and you're sewing, I mean, did you have to think about how the the designs you were working on, how they would actually mesh with the Louis Vuitton style? Did you think about that or did you just kind of just put your own stuff out there and just focus on that more? Yeah, you... I, for me, it was, I have to think about the design placement, the stitching, um, how the fabric will add, stick to the fabrics, and then putting the, the fleece on there with, with the blanket, the blanket binding. So a lot, a lot of it, it takes a lot of pre-thinking and placement when uh, putting the, the whole blanket together. So it was a lot of involvement from Trey and Josie and Lauren and a lot of late nights trying to figure out what the best way so to have this outcome of the blanket. What do you think it is about you and other native designers that are drawing so much attention from brands like Louis Vuitton and celebrities like Pharrell? I think it's the connection of artists banding together, becoming a collective, um, collaborating ideas, and then bringing that to uh, the next level of fashion, which is high-level fashion, runway fashion. And I feel like if we just kind of band together, work together, we can do better things. We can do amazing things. That was Kendra Redhouse, one of the native designers working on the Pharrell Williams collection that just debuted in Paris. And let's now talk to another one of the designers, Lauren Goodday, who is joining us from Bismarck, North Dakota. Lauren, hello again. Thank you for joining us. And I want to start by asking you just a little bit about the brand of Louis Vuitton and you know, what your perception was of Louis Vuitton before you got involved with the collection. Were you, were you a fan of the brand before? Uh, hello, everyone. Um, so I just want to, you know, formally introduce myself, Um, You know, I'm I'm an enrolled member of the Mandan Hiratsa Arikara Nation. I'm Arikara Hiratsa on my mother's side, and I'm also Blackfeet and Plains Cree on my father's side. So I'm a registered treaty uh, status Indian of the Sweetgrass Cree First Nation of Saskatchewan, Canada as well. And just, you know, to preface, you know, who I am and what type of artist I am. I'm a cultural artist. I grew up here in North Dakota, um, Mandan Hiratsa Arikara Nation. And, you know, I grew up sewing and beading and creating our cultural arts for our powwows and ceremonies and all of the doings that we have back home. So how I came to be an artist was that I come from a family of artists that created items for our families and for our different ceremonial needs and powwow needs. Um, so I learned from my mother and my grandmother. And, you know, I grew up powwowing the local powwow circuit and the bigger, greater powwow circuit, but that's actually how I made my connection with DJ. So DJ is actually, a, you know, we've been friends since we were, you know, just kids. So it's amazing to see our both of our creative journeys and where it has led us and where it has taken us. So, you know, coming on to this project, um, DJ had asked me 
he, I knew that he was working on it, but he, he asked me and I was very excited, you know, and I, he asked me to join the project that they were working on this blanket. Cause I think originally it was supposed to be one blanket and one bag that would be a part of the collection for the runway. So when he asked me to work on the blanket, I was like, sure. Yeah, I can. Um, you know, I've been sewing since I was a little girl. I've been, um, before I became a professional artist and went to the different jury Native American shows, I um, made power outfits and power regalia as for orders uh, growing up as a teenager. So throughout all my years of sewing, um, you know, when Pharrell had asked him, you know, he said, get some of the best people that you know. So he got me on this project and it was um, Kendra Redhouse and I, who's an amazing sewer. She's also a professional artist that does the Native American shows as well. She's um, Dene or Navajo, and she's married up on a reservation. So it really worked out to have a great team of artists. Um, along with us was Josie and Trey Littlesky. Josie is one of my relatives as well, and we've been, we're relatives, but we've been lifelong friends. So it was really amazing and great to work together because we've all grew up powwowing and, you know, working on our own projects. Uh, working on our dance regalia, and it was really cool to see how that all came together and how we worked together in a capacity for high fashion. So I come from a, a cultural arts background, a professional artist background, but I'm also a fashion designer. So mm -hmm. I, I create ready-to-wear clothing, and I do collections, maybe two to three collections a year, as well as the original pieces and original garments. Um, but one of my main things that I feel like I'm has really taken off in the past couple of years is the ready to wear clothing. So coming into this Louis Vuitton project as a designer, I felt was like an amazing opportunity because, you know, I've been here self-learning, being self-taught on fashion and, you know, you know, what it takes to be in fashion. Where am I going with my brand and where am I going with my cultural arts, with my, with what I want to share with the world. So to be able to work with Louis Vuitton was a great um, opportunity because it showed me a little insight on this high fashion and showed me, you know, this is a, these are major projects. They're high magnitude. There's so many people involved. And then to see the quickness, the fast pace, how everyone works together to accomplish the shows was really, it, it was very eye opening. So it, I feel like it really gave me insight and hope to look at um, similar projects within uh -huh. the native realm and native fashion that we can do. Well, Lauren, let me ask you about that because you have done so many big shows in the past. You've won a lot of big awards and you are one of the premier native designers out there. And how does that show compare to, you know, like the shows in Santa Fe and shows at the herd and other places, you know, like, like what is it about working with a brand like Louis Vuitton in Paris and Pharrell and everybody else that just is so over the top and different than, than other shows you've been in? Well, I would say there are actually a lot of similarities. Um, before actually traveling to Paris and being able to be there for the post show um, and just getting a little insight on what it takes um, to go into the shows, you know, it was very, there was a lot of similarities in terms of knowing that there's maybe 200 to 300 designers that work under Louis Vuitton and that work under the creative direction of Pharrell. And 
doing research before I went on, you know, high fashion, like how does this work? So there's usually a creative director. And then in our stand, in our instance, um, DJ was the creative director of our side. And so we really went off of what his vision was. So it was, but it was really cool because our visions, they also aligned as well because, you know, we come from the same background. We come from the same powwow world. We come from, there's a lot of very similarities. But knowing and working with Louis Vuitton and knowing how many artists and designers work under Louis Vuitton and how this is their art and this is how they share and they take so much care into the art, it really, it, it made me feel a lot more um, in, in connection with the art world because, you know, I, I feel like for so long I was, you know, I'm a Native American artist and I feel like I've been within my own little realm, my little world, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I, I'm very blessed to be able to work in the capacity that I do. But to see that connection that these are artists making fashion and fashion art and knowing that I'm an artist making my fashion art and telling my stories and representing my people. So it was very eye-opening and I, I feel like um, that there is a connection there. And, um, you know, I'm, I love going to the different Native American venues and the fashion shows and the art world. That's, my art is really, you know, my passion, my lifelong passion. So it was just very, um, I felt a lot more connected uh -huh. and with all the similarities. Well, Lauren, tell us a little bit more about the actual designs. Uh, I noticed a number of floral designs that were featured there on the runway. And, and give our, our listeners, because, you know, we're on the radio, so people can't help us envision just what the what the fashion, what the styles looked like on, on the runway. So we were um, a collective of artists. Um, like I said, Josie and Trey, Little Sky, uh, me and Kendra. And it had originally started with, one bag and one blanket and under the creative direction of dj you know he said well and i actually came on a little bit um later on in the project so some of the designs had already been made and i believe the florals were done by trey little sky and josie and so like those actually got um, translated onto the beautiful bags that i believe that they were embroidered and then they also worked on uh, some parflesh duffel bags that are hand painted and studded and then what I particularly worked on was the blanket. So um, the original design for the blanket was inspired by our, our wearing robes that we have here on the Northern Plains. And that these robes were usually, usually beaded or quilled um, medallions and a blanket strip in the middle. So that's the idea that we had went off of. But instead, we made it very contemporary. We used parflesh designs on there. Um, you look at the classic monogram that Louis Vuitton has, and that could easily, you know, translate into florals from the plains. So I feel that there were similarities, and but there were also um, key differences with our art and us bringing it to a, a bigger stage. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity, and I feel like working with this project and being able to show our art as a collective of people, because it wasn't just uh, the native artists that were there. There were also native singers, dancers, performers, videographers, photographers, and being able to collectively come together and show our talents and work on this project was an amazing opportunity. 
Well, I only wish I'd been able to make it to Paris, Lauren, and, and seen that in person because it sure was one heck of a production. And just listening to you and DJ describe it even more, just uh, really, really inspiring. Let's take a caller, Brian, who is listening on KUNM in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Brian Curley. I'm uh, an attorney here in Albuquerque who loves fashion. Uh, and I wanted to commend your three guest designers, uh, Miss Kendra Redhouse, Mr. DJ Two Bears, and uh, Lauren, Miss Lauren Goodday on their participation in Pharrell Williams' 2024 um, Fall 2024-2025 collection. I thought it was very inspiring, and it was a beautiful collection. I'm looking forward to the um, the day when that's available in stores. Um, I was able to watch it on YouTube, and I was really inspired by just everything, the uh, drum beats that opened the show, and to see the representation of Native people uh, on that type of magnitude was just was just jaw-dropping. Uh, the beautiful collaborations, and it was really neat to see people who I know and similar faces, familiar faces, um, collaborating in such an important, what I think is an important um, concept in fashion. And I think that we're becoming a lot more visible. And I think that in the uh, stream of American consciousness and now internationally that we have a, a place at the table. And I think that a lot of that is due to, you know, a lot of our leaders from years past who have worked in civil rights and have really made it known that we are still here, that we're very mm -hmm. much a part of um, American society and international society and it, and it, and it's and it's just a really good time to be Indian, and I'm just so proud of these designers. And there are many more, right? And many more Native people doing extraordinary things on the big screen, writing books, um, and now uh, involved with um, high-end fashion. And so, congratulations to the three of you. I do have a question: If any one of your guests aspire to be um, be, to become a luxury designer, to maybe have oh. some sort of a fashion house one day. Um, it's not a far-fetched dream. It seems something that's very um, tangible at this point. And so I'm right. wondering if any of your three guests uh, aspire to be that. All right, Brian, appreciate that call and uh, that question. Lauren, I think that's right in your wheel well. Luxury designer brand. Uh, I, I feel like you're almost already there. What's your thought? Yeah, you know, um, I definitely am, I guess, I usually don't refer to myself as a brand because, you know, I'm a, an original artist and designer and it is solely me working on, you know, my ready-to-wear collections or my couture pieces or my cultural pieces. But, you know, I do, I have come to the realization that I am a brand and, you know, I guess I would say I am on a more um, I do have pieces that are luxury. I have luxury leather bags. I have, um, you know, different pieces that I come out with. And there are varying um, levels. You know, I sell T-shirts as well, cotton T-shirts. But then I have the luxury leather bags. I have one-of-a-kind jewelry um, mm -hmm. that I come out with. So, you know, um, I, I feel like, you know, we're well on our way. And I don't want to speak for all of the designers, but I feel like all of us in our own ways, you know, we are – brands we are designers with right. for me you know i just operate under laurengoodday.com or through my social media kendra redhouse is a professional artist and she's a well-known powwow dancer and powwow seamstress um and then josie and trey 
they're well-known dancers um, within the powwow circuit. They're also highly skilled designers, and they have a new brand um, that came out called Dopa. So with them, like, you know, all of us, we're all in our own rights, artists, designers, and brands. Well, Lauren, here's the question, too, like this whole idea of like luxury. I mean, I feel like that's such a subjective term because like what <laughs> what is it exactly that qualifies something as, as luxury? Is it a price tag or is it something more? Well, um, for me, what I would call, I guess, my luxury pieces are, you know, the real genuine leather pieces. The, the, the scarf is made out of 100% silk, the handmade items that I'm creating myself um, versus, I guess, something that, you know, screen printed, like I, like I said, I sell t-shirts as well, and um, they're screen printed in manufacturing. So I feel like, um, I guess it's all subjective, but I, if we were to say that there was luxury or non-luxury or luxury and, I guess, standard branding, that's, um, yeah, that there, there is luxury and then there's the standard branding, but it's all up to, you know, what, what do we hold value as native right. people? Is it something that we value? Because some people may look at um, Exactly, exactly. Laura, we're going to have to take another break, but uh, folks, stay with us. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back. I'm Michael, and I used to smoke. I never used to think about breathing. Then my left lung collapsed, and I was diagnosed with COPD. Now I think about breathing all the time. I'm on an oxygen machine so I can breathe. They take medicine so I can breathe. My tip is, enjoy the breaths you don't have to think about. You don't know how long you'll have them. Smoking can cause COPD. You can quit. For free help, visit cdc.gov slash quit now. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. You're tuned in to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce, and today we are talking about native design in high fashion. You can join us by calling 1-800-996-2848. We've got DJ Two Bears and Lauren Goodday on the line, and they're sharing with us this exciting new collection and collaboration with Pharrell Williams and Louis Vuitton. And DJ, I want to go back to you, and I, we, we, we have to talk about this. We really do. Um, it wasn't all that long ago, about maybe, well, I guess maybe about 10 years ago, Pharrell Williams did get a little bit of hot water. He was photographed wearing a headdress on a very high-profile magazine. And uh, what's your thought now? Has he pretty much lived that down with all these collaborations that he's been a part of with Indian Country since? Um, so that was, uh, you know, uh, a crazy time for him um, when that did happen. So it wasn't like a, a conscious thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to put on a, a, a war bonnet, a fake war bonnet or a headdress, right? Um, so he was doing, you know, a fashion shoot for a cover. And so one of the, you know, the PAs there decided they were giving him different looks and they put on a, a war bonnet on him. So he didn't like consciously know and nobody knew that they were doing something wrong, right? So they just didn't like think about it in a full sense. Like obviously in that world, they don't really... Um, you know, think about if I'm going to do this, it's going to be wrong, you know, so they didn't, and like, if it's going to, if we're going to do it and it's wrong, it's okay. So he always tried to make sure he, you know, he's, and I've known him for years, he's truly a compassionate, loving person. And, and so I don't think things like that will ever pass. It just depends on, you can get 50 people in the room and 25 of them saying, it's okay, we forgive him. And the other five, like, no, we're never going to forgive him, Right. And so, you know, with all these different things that are happening around the world, you know, these different, 
you know, um, wars uh, that are happening. Like it's, you know, a lot of these big corporations or companies get caught in the middle of things, right? And and so, you know, I don't know if he's, you know, he's just trying to uh, make sure that he's doing doing things right as a human being, as a person, and not just in the Native community, but all Indigenous communities. Because I know the work he does, it, you know, in Africa, he does the work in, you know, all these other Indigenous communities around the world that doesn't get highlighted. And he truly gives, a, truly cares and gives back to Indigenous and um, Native communities around the world. So he may not always live that down, but, you know, he's, you know, apologized and he try to correct it in the best way possible. Thanks, DJ. Lauren, back to you. And let's talk a little bit more about Louis Vuitton and this whole idea of luxury and what does that mean, luxury? And um, I mean, Louis Vuitton has also been criticized just because of how expensive it is and how exclusive it is and, you know, how out of reach it is for so many consumers. And what does it mean to you then to have a native design in that type of space, that elite level of marketing? Well, I would say luxury is all about the person's own perspective. I feel looking at authentic native handmade art is a luxury to me. Um, And then other people put value on other things. Um, You know, I feel that any or opportunities that highlight native culture and authentic representation from artists, designers, singers, is a great opportunity. So, you know, I, I encourage everyone to support authentic Native art, not necessarily through any collaboration or collective of artists, but even if you were to support people in your own communities, your, you know, the local bead worker, the, the powwow vendors, um, even to the professional Native American artists that, you know, travel to Santa Fe or the herd market, you know, I, I feel that what you put value on is, you know, what is your perspective of what luxury is. So for me, you know, I'm a professional artist. I've been traveling to these art shows, um, you know, picking up and winning awards in different cultural arts, ledger art, textiles. And, you know, we put in our time as artists. We put in our time. I started as a young 20-year-old, actually 19-year-old, going into these art shows and, you know, learning along the way, Um, I guess, upgrading my craft, uh, learning and spending a lot of time. So I feel that, um, you know, bringing on these talented artists, all four of us as a collective of artists that work, we're all uh, talented and we all have put in our time, you know, now we're all in our 30s, but we've been lifelong creators. So I feel like just, you know, having this opportunity and um, I say that Native art and fashion is luxury. So I feel like, you know, bridging and making this um, connection with Louis Vuitton, um, it was a a look inside in another realm of fashion and art. Thanks, Lauren. And DJ, I also want to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, the show and the collection and kind of how the whole narrative fits together. And we talked about this a little bit, uh, just how the show was produced and how, you know, the whole energy of, of the stage and the runway and how, in many ways, I felt uh, the models almost represented characters. And there's definitely like a historical um, influence there 
that I think convey or Pharrell was maybe trying to convey, and even um, maybe he's making some so social and political commentary. Was am I right on that, or am I am I off? Um, you're partially right. So, um, so with this new the the collection that he had for the fall was you know he wanted to take it back to the western side. So being that Louis Vuitton is based out of Paris, France, and Europe, right? We are in the West. So, you know, the historically, the word that we would use is like the West, meaning like the United States and things like that. So he wanted to bring it back to the West. And so meaning anything and everything that represents the West. So what he did was like, all right, let's look at some of the beautiful parts of the land, you know, the, the land and all of the, the architecture that Mother Earth has to bring. So a lot of the visuals you will see are like, you know, the natural elements of architecture that Mother Earth built. And then it's also like, okay, we are the first indigenous Native American people who lived here in, you know, we are about this land. And a lot of our ways of life and, our, and who we are, we know a lot of things come from Mother Earth. And so that's where some of the things that were kind of inspired by, you know, the Western theme, um, as far as what does the Western part have to, to do with here, right, in, in the United States. And so also, you know, being a big part of, you know, the Western, you know, a lot of our amazing bull riders that are in the PBR are Native American. A lot of the mm -hmm. best, you know, horsemen people, the horsemen people and the workmanship of people who work hard here in, in the United, what we call, you know, the Western United States, but Native American Turtle Island country is, is Native American people. A lot of these designs and a lot of these things stem from Native American ways of life, which is a beautiful thing. And so we had, you know, a very small part of, you know, the collection as far as the things that we've created. Um, but um, I, do we have Josie and Trey on the line as well? No, I'm sorry, we do not. We were hoping to get them to call in, but they weren't able to make it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Not a problem. Yeah, so they've, you know, they've done amazing, an amazing job of, you know, helping design. You know, how I brought them on was, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions like, how did you bring, you know, how did you choose these designers and, you know, was there an application process or what kind of process? I was like, these guys, like, you know, I've known Josie and Trey and Kendra and Lauren, as Lauren said, since we were young, right? And like I said, I'm not, you know, 100% everything into the fashion world, but I trusted them. I trust their judgment. They're highly professional people. They're amazing into the Powell community. So I was like, it was a no-brainer for me. I was like, if I get, you know, wanted to bring them on, and that was my whole intentions was I continue to, like, not fight in a bad way, but like to bring concepts to the Louis Vuitton team, like, hey, I want more singers. Hey, I want to bring mm -hmm. dancers in. I want to bring all these different things. So I work super hard on the back end to make sure we can get representation. You know, the more representation from Native American country, the better. And so um, in what better way to represent the show in Paris and bringing right. the first people of the Native American community in from the Western world here is where first, first people you know, this is our land, our community, and, you know, taking it over to Paris with the Western theme, it's the most appropriate thing we can do. Well, DJ, let's talk about what's next. Um, first off, I'm curious to know how much of these designs or, or to what extent are, are these clothes and this apparel going to be available for, for us to purchase here going forward? And also, what are your thoughts on, on future collaborations with Pharrell and Louis Vuitton and other high fashion people, designers, companies? Yes. So, um, you know, that's, you know, things move so fast 
in this, um, you know, the high-end fashion world. I like, I was working with like eight different departments, you know, had a great team of people, you know, once again, I'd like to thank my creative, you know, my creative uh, assistant, Cade, you know, Trottier, who's worked super hard on the back end with so many different things for me. You know, I had an amazing videographer who I worked closely with for multiple different projects and Justin Deegan. Um, you know, I had brought Valerie on as one of the PR persons who helps with a lot of our PR work. She does amazing work. And so it takes a collective of so many people to make this happen, right? So with all these pieces, um, you know, we, we didn't know where they were all going to live within the collection or not. Um, so we just got word back, you know, like two, three days after the show is even if the piece makes the runway, doesn't ne necessarily say it's going to make commercial production at the end. But we did got confirmation that, you know, the Dakota flower bag, the speedy bag is going to make it. We have a smaller handbag with the Dakota flowers that Josie and Trey created. You know, they are amazing artists. They're, that's going to be in there as well. The handmade blanket that, you know, all the designers with, you know, Lauren and Kendra and everyone else, you know, that had a big part in this whole collection, that's going to make it. So these things are going to be for pre-production, I mean, for commercial purchase, you know, coming closer to the fall, um, late summer into the fall. And so you can pre-order these things, and which is really going to help amplify like the native community. Because my whole thing is, you know, I try to bring so many people on, you know, if anybody who knows, you know, me, and um, I'm not a person who likes to promote myself. I'm not trying to sound extra humble or anything. I don't like to promote myself. I try to bring so many people on to every project that I work on, so many mm -hmm. different projects. It's because I want to enhance Native American country as a whole. So this is, I believe, one of the biggest first steps that we can bring Native American high-end fashion designers, you know, to something like Louis Vuitton. You know, but at the same time, like, it's Louis Vuitton. It's the top of the top. But it's a future thing where we can work towards making sure we're getting you know, more designers in, into those fashion houses. But um, yeah, there's right. so much, so much to talk about. <laughs> there certainly is. And I got good news for you, DJ. We're going to talk about this more with Josie Little Sky. We've got her on the line right now, along with her husband, Trey. Hello, Josie. Hello, Trey. Were your ears ringing? We've been talking about you for the last 40 minutes. Hello. We've just been enjoying listening to you guys talk. Right on. Now you folks are in Sioux Falls, uh, South hello, Dakota. Hello. Hey Trey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, tell us more about uh, the artistic skills and abilities that you folks lent to this new collection, and of course, uh, the fashion show on January sixteenth in Paris. Uh, just a big, big event. Well, first of all. Thank you for having us, and it was all thanks to DJ for bringing us along and having us create some designs for the show that we're, we're so happy and excited that they used them, and then also we got to hand paint some bags that were like the parflesh designs, and we all created the blanket. And it was just, the whole thing was surreal and an amazing experience from DJ telling us about it to the show and then just seeing everything come to life. Now, what are you most excited for going forward, Josie? Um, just to see that we, like as people are being seen and 
showing that we're still here because a lot of times people don't know that we're still here. So it's just so exciting to see that we're all getting more opportunities together. And what's the feedback you're getting from from people that are already familiar with your work and possibly I imagine you're getting a lot of new fans too from this kind of exposure? Yeah, we've been getting a lot of great feedback, a lot of support, everybody really proud and um, happy for us. And we're just so grateful for everybody's support, all the positive feedback. Now, you and Trey, do you work together on these designs in the art? Is it all collaborative or are there some pieces that are yours and some pieces that are Trey's? They are mostly all of ours together. Like everything we do is a team. Like if it's taking care of our kids to working on something, everything we accomplish together. So a lot of times we'll just mesh our drawings, our ideas together, our colors. And what else? Yeah, it's, it's kind of how we've <laughs> been, you know, been able to do things. Like I'll start off or she'll start off and... And, you know, we just, like, build off of that, and and this is how it's been able to go. Sometimes we'll say, I'll say, okay, I'll draw this, and then you add, and then I'll add. Then we'll go back and forth just for fun, just to see how our <laughs> creativity blends together. Do you guys ever, like, totally disagree and say, hey, I hate that. you got to change it, oh, yeah. and then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely moments where, like, oh, I like the way this looks, and she'd be like, eh, I don't know, and then. Or she'll be like, I really like this. And then I'll be like, uh, I don't know. But like, that's a you know, thing I'm grateful for. Just it balances out and works out like that. Right on. Well, Josie and Trey, really appreciate you. Uh, we got you on the line here. We got your feedback uh, for our show. So unfortunately, though, we are out of time. So we're going to have to wrap up this conversation on this new Native collection, Louis Vuitton Native Style and big thanks to all of our guests that joined us today, DJ Two Bears, Kendra Redhouse, Lauren Goodday, and now Josie and Trey Little Sky. Join us here on Native America Calling again tomorrow. We'll be having a discussion about a coalition of Alaska tribes working to protect millions of acres of land in Alaska. Until then, have a great rest of your day. I'm Sean Spruce. Are you a Native American healthcare provider, recovery counselor, social worker, domestic and sexual abuse advocate, or traditional healer working in Native American communities? Dr. Ruby Gibson will begin an advanced immersion in healing historical trauma. This online masterclass in somatic archaeology uses the lens of a seven-generational recovery approach providing powerful modalities and is offered tuition-free to tribal members. Registration deadline is March 1st. Info at freedomlodge.org who support this show. February is American Heart Month. Protect your heart by eating healthy, staying active, and managing stress. Heart disease can run in families, so talk with elders about your family history. For more information, contact your local Indian health care provider, visit healthcare.gov, or call 1-800-318-2596. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services.
Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.